I'm gonna tell you what it is, okay? It's a dumbass white movie about some dumbass white girls getting their white asses cut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> yeah, I suppose Sandra Bullock is Miss Ethnicity, right? Well, no, all I'm saying is that the horror genre is historical for excluding the African American elements. Well, that's how you get your PhD in black cinema, Sister Soldier. everyone Charde here again with my co-host cc or chris courtney martin sup y'all and we're bringing you the episode the purge today and we have an amazing special guest edwin hodges <laughs> here from purge one two and, and three. three Woo! how Woo! you doing good how are you i'm doing fine I'm thank great. you thank so you. much for being my here pleasure. i only i think emailed you like three days ago or yeah, something crazy. Something crazy like that. Yeah. Like we, made, we made it happen. <laughs> you made it happen. I also say our Kristen, our intern is still here and she is so excited. Look at her giggling. She loves the purge. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm so excited you're here because actually you're our only black guest. <laughs> um, that was my fault. I, I looked at our guest list. I was like, damn, we don't have any black guests. Well, I'm glad well, to be season here. two, I'm, man. I'm season season two, one. I'm going to be reaching out to a lot more. Um, um, so we're going to talk about the Purchase series as a franchise yeah. today, um, but more in depth into the first Purge. So I have some awesome notes here, just some facts about the movies that I want to read off. Right. The Purge opened up June 7th, 2013. I can't believe it's been that long. That long I know. Um, it's got a runtime of 85 minutes and it's, it uses every second of those 85 minutes. Uh, it's distributed by Universal. The budget, if this blew my mind, $3 million. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that much at all, actually. And when you look at it, you're like, this isn't $3 million. Yeah. You're like, this is really high quality stuff. So I want to get into that later. Okay. Um, but you guys look, $3 million budget grossed $89.3 million domestically. Yeah. That's not even international. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't have a frame of reference, that is a smash fucking hit. It's a smash hit. <laughs> <laughs> Someone got a raise. And that was Mr. James DeMonico, yeah. writer and director, composer uh, Nathan Whitehead. We had cinematographer uh, Jacques Joffrey. Yes. I'm not getting that wrong. <laughs> Editor Peter Govadez. I'm so sorry, Peter. Um, and then we have you, Edwin, and your your credited role on IMBD was Bloody Stranger. Yeah. Is that yeah. what it said in the script? Um, yeah, in the original script, it, it said Bloody Stranger. Actually, in the original, uh, when I auditioned for the film, I actually auditioned for um, The Killer. Um, oh, the, the, the polite. The, the polite stranger. Yeah. Uh, that's who I auditioned for. So and, interesting. Um, yeah, and James he just saw something different in, in the audition and he brought me back to read for the bloody stranger. And, um, that's the role I ultimately ended up getting. Um, for me, honestly, it was, it, it was the better role in the sense that I, I identified with it more. Yeah. Um, you know, he was, uh, he's a vet. My parents are vets. Um, kind of understanding his plight, you know, and uh, kind of the overall context of the film uh, itself, um, you know, being homeless. Uh, I've experienced that in my lifetime. You uh, have? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When was uh, that? I was a kid. Um, it's very early on in my age. Um, I was probably around like three. Uh, wow. We were in the process of moving and I uh, had no place to go. We were on the road for like two weeks and then uh, ended up at my grandmother's place. Um, 
And then uh, there was another time when we were moving to California. We really didn't have any place to go. We ended up on somebody's uh, couch, and we, my brother and I were sleeping in uh, one of our friend's bedrooms for about two weeks, three weeks, too. Wow. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the sociological, the, the um, you know, the political aspects of, of the film uh, is kind of what really intrigued me because they took what I felt was happening in reality and kind of just throwing an atom bomb on it and uh, saying that, you know, if at any point things get completely out of hand, this might be the result. And it's when I rewatched it this week, just to refresh, um, 2013, but now in 2019, that that polite stranger, he looked like one of those like good old boys to me, like the people with the tiki shorts. I'm no kidding. No No kidding. And it actually hit me harder rewatching it. I was like, that's that's real. Like they're so their hair, they're perfect, they're so polite. But he was clearly racist. So I because he kept calling you swine, pig. Pig, yeah. So I thought so that's interesting that you auditioned for that role. Was that connotation still there, the swine, the pig and stuff? Um, yeah, I mean it, it 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 it's funny it, it was because you got to think you know yes you know when it comes to racial issues those words mean one thing but when we come to you know economic and sociological sociological issues as well mm-hmm. those means word that those words mean things as well yeah. you know and um, you, you know to call somebody a swine or a pig you know you're just saying you're the lowest of the low we call cops pigs. We call we think they're the lowest of the low because of how you know we culturally as black people have been suppressed by our justice system. Yeah. So we we use the word too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when I auditioned for it, I didn't think about it like that. I just thought about it as a class of people. I, I didn't make it racial. Um, there's racial notes because of who the character is yeah. he is a black guy i would i didn't want to have to feel like i had to play on certain words or whatever the image is it, it says it itself you know i'm a black man trapped in a white family's house with white people trying to kill me <laughs> <laughs> like uh, you, you know it's like that alone tells you the the plight of a black man you know, and, 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 it, and it, it takes you back to the days of when we had abolitionists. We yeah. had good white people who were trying to save, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like all of that is in this movie if you really kind of just break it down. Yeah, and I think that's a testament to how casting can really enrich the story mm-hmm. in a way that it wasn't necessarily on the page. Oh, yeah. I mean, if The Bloody Stranger was white, it'd be a completely different completely movie. Completely different movie. You got to think about that. Like, it'd be a completely different movie. And if I was, if, you know, I was the killer. Yeah. It's not the purge anymore. It's not the purge anymore. Because it's, did that inspire, I don't know, I mean, for James to see that, because when you look at two and three, it's very much about black and brown, political, yeah. poor people. And that's and that's he, that's the plight he wanted to show. Like there is racial indifference, economic indifference, like yeah, sexist indifference. Like, I mean, we have all these things that there's a secular group of, of people who want to play down. Like it's it's normal. It's okay to to hate and dislike and like no. You know, and and in order to tell that truth, you know, the image of, you know, the stranger works better if he's black. So, yeah. You know, he just does. You know, I think he saw that in, in, in a way that 
would be beneficial to one, the story, and also just being truthful about where we were in America at that time, now, and 50 years ago. Yeah, and I also want to say there is another Black character in this, and she plays the exact opposite of what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Haverson yeah. is played by Tisha French, Tisha, and Tisha. she's the she's a villain in this. Yeah, she is. She, is. And she does it very, very well. Mm-hmm. So if you guys remember in the first purge, the, the neighbors are kind of hating on the family because they built this new addition to their house, house and exactly. they saw the polite stranger was kicking some ass over there and was like, well, we want in. <laughs> yep. And um, Mrs. Haverson, uh, a black woman, uh, I think she lived though. She didn't yeah. get her. No, I let her go. Yeah, I mean you, you didn't die either. I, I let her go. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you let her go. Yeah. Um, I really like that turn at the end because it was really the kid that brought you in. He yes. Just, yeah, and then the mom kind of got on your, and the dad died. Yeah. Rightfully so, he was a dick. But <laughs> it did feel like you were like now the man of the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of, I was pulling for Ethan for a second. Like, I mean, you got to un- understand a father in that position, you know, he's, he's going to protect his family. Well, you know what? That's true. You bring me up you, a good point. You, you, you're going to do whatever you, you can to protect your family. And whether that was a white guy, black guy, Chinese guy in that house, he was going to get him out. Yeah, and, you know, um, so as a father, I'm pulling for him as, as a human being. I wasn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a sense of humanity, a civility that I felt the character uh, lack, you know, whereas his son was completely the opposite, you know? Um, and that was kind of an, an, an interesting aspect of, of, you know, the whole family um, dichotomy as far as an older generation versus the younger generation. And we both stand on their ideologies and their beliefs and things of that nature. You know, his son saw a man, not a black man, not a white man. He saw a man in need of help. Mm -hmm. And he opened up the door. It's kind of like our, uh, we're millennials. And and sometimes when I talk to Gen X and I'm just like, what are you guys not seeing that we're seeing? Yeah. I mean, our issues are different, right? They're looking at economic, they're looking at structure stability and i'm looking i'm always looking at human rights i'm like yeah it doesn't mean crap if i have economic stability if i ain't got rights, rights. <laughs> like, exactly. so, i mean you're you gonna give me money and i can't do anything i can't do it. anything with it like, so no. um so i do love how those social contracts i mean the, the movie i mean one location yeah really. we, we shot in a in a house in uh chatsworth i believe um about 19 days 20 days that's it yeah that's amazing. Uh, yeah, we, we blacked out all the windows, and, and that's what allowed us to kind of do the whole night for day. You know, who day allowed their day. house to get tore up like that? Uh, it, it was a very generous man who, uh, and, and we didn't tear up the house. We, we <laughs> The house was very much intact when we were done, uh, but it was a very generous man who, um, it, it was a few weeks before he moved into the house. Oh, okay. And so it was, it was empty, and he was just like, you guys can use it, and we did. Um. Yeah, it, it turned out to be uh, great for us. Yeah. Was that your first feature? No, 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 no. I've been, I've been an actor since I was well in the industry since I was three years old. I got my first TV gig when I was five, so I've, I've been in this for a long time. Um, uh, my first like kind of big movie that I remember is uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, <laughs> my brother and I. Uh, we're fortunate to to do that movie, and then right after that was Long Kiss Goodnight uh, with Sam Jackson as well. And um, from there, uh, 
we did Broadway musical for two and a half years and you know you see no oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no <laughs> uh, I wish I did um I can harmonize but I can't really I don't have the confidence you know to be a singer like that but um yeah we just uh I don't know that's so you funny. you've been working a long time. Yeah, That's long great. Time. Are you a horror fan? Do you like this genre? Uh, I do. I do like horror. You know, I it, it's funny. You know, I I grew up like watching Sleepwalkers. I don't know if you guys remember. yes like that that was my movie. You know, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes, like, <laughs> like those are kind of my horrors. Chucky. I kind of like the witty, funny. Like, I see. Yeah. You know, um, of course, Freddy Krueger. You know. Candyman, they they kind of freak me out because yeah. I just don't get my dreams. Like, I don't, <laughs> don't right. get me when I'm sleeping. That's my safe space. Yeah, that's my safe space. <laughs> we're not we're not doing a Freddy episode this season, but I I want to come back to yeah. Freddy yeah. next season because he's, he's just so, good. so. I mean, actually, oh, I'm so sorry. We're doing Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, oh, really? I'm so sorry. Okay. So yeah. it's like a shared. Yeah. It's Freddy yeah. and Jason. Yeah. Freddy, Freddy yeah. needs his own. Though. Yeah, like, a two parter. Needs his own, but we're celebrating black people, and there's not a lot in the Freddy. <laughs> 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 there's, I think. Four, I can count on my hand. There's definitely Kelly Rowland from Freddie and Jason. Jason. Uh, there's and the two others are from two Toy, and three. Toy, yeah. I forget her last name. Yeah, I but. forget. But she's like a big deal producer now. Yeah, like she's on her. And the other guy, I don't know okay. um, his name. So that's the only thing. I'm like, I love. Sometimes I I want to talk all day about mm. these. Like Chucky, I can only do Chucky two, and no yeah. one wants to talk about Chucky two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's terrible film. <laughs> um, we just did Halloween Resurrection before okay. you came. All right. You know, Buster Rhymes, yeah. Tyra Banks, Thanks. John Patrick Thomas. We were trying to, we just want to highlight these people. Oh, yeah, who, of course. I mean, li- listen, the industry itself is it's very diverse. And, you know, culturally, um, as far as African-Americans are concerned, um, we've made many contributions to the film industry as we've made many contributions to the growth of America. <laughs> yes. It's as simple as that. And, um, you, you know, when it comes to horror films, I, I think, and, and we, we as Black people do it to ourselves too, it's hard to make a horror film with, like, a true horror film with Black people because... Black people get too rational <laughs> in 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 messed up situations. No, this, this is our issue. Like we're we're horror screenwriters too, and when I'm I'm writing my script, I'm like, we want we're, we're not doing that. Exactly. We're not going in and there. And it's like, no, you can't think like that. <laughs> yeah, like, you can't you, think you, like and, that. And it's like, if you're gonna write, if you're gonna just write a horror film, then you got to take out the the cultural background, yeah, like, and how we would culturally handle something, you, you know, and it's like. Although, did you see Halloween last year? The the remake. No, the, I did not see that. There's a young actor in it, um, African American boy, and he he like gets the hell out of town. Oh, wait, 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 yes, yes, I did see that one. Yeah, yes, and I, I was like, that's correct. That's it. That's it. Yeah, 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 that's correct. He said, "Oh shit!" Yeah, <laughs> I'm right. out. Yes, no, I do remember that. Um, yeah, I I la- and I laughed because I'm like. That's that's what it is. Yeah, that's accurate. That's, that's what it is. Very accurate. You know, when we when Jada didn't scream when all that happened, we were like, like, bitch, you young, are you serious? <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't know that was. Oh come on, girl! You, you know, right? You're like, nah. Or things. even Elise Nilsson in Scream Two, which Scream we'll talk about yeah. later. We're like, if you don't get away from Sydney, like Sydney now. trouble. <laughs> too many bodies. Too many bodies. Body. <laughs> she literally has a body count. Let's um, let's go. So yeah, so that's that's I, I think that's one of our our issues is that we we kind of got to just take our our 
ourselves out of that that headspace when it comes to you know writing these type of situations um what do you think about jordan what jordan peele's doing i think he's phenomenal right did you see us I, um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i wish you guys could have seen my face uh, uh yeah i've seen that a, a few times like, i liked us too out. because it made like you said it made the reality of it like no they're not just gonna take off they she actually had it's her family no like, it's her she family has like, she has to stay you know and you, you know like i i don't know I, I us itself just probably is one of the smartest one of the wittiest the most true horror films I've seen on a, a a level where we take, you know, racial sociological standards and just just throw it in people's faces. Yeah, you, you know, um, and all the black people survive. <laughs> yeah, we, we're starting to live a lot longer in these uh, horror yeah. films. Yeah, which, a which lot is great longer. too. Um, which is another thing we, we we will always die too soon. Right, that was always the running joke, and yeah. they actually make a joke about it in Scream too. Scream too, yeah, of course. Your brother's um, gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> they never survived the situation. Mm-hmm. I was happy. Like I, I did, I did a movie called uh, "All the Boys Love Mandy Lane," which was kind of like oh, a, yeah. a weird, yeah. like a like a little weird kind of cultish horror film, or whatever. And uh, I made it through like three quarters of the film, and I was like really happy. Yeah, yeah yes. like, so close, so close. <laughs> you know, I went out fighting too. Like, but in like, the hey. Purge series, you're in there, man. Oh yeah, you're oh yeah. There. I mean, and you know, that's that's all due to to James and you know his idea as far as you know wanting to, I guess, change the hero, change the, the yeah. look of of what the hero is. You what know? was your favorite the film out of the three? Um, man. That's a good question. I probably the first one. The first one, uh, you know, honestly, it's it's kind of what set everything off. Um, you know, as far as you know, opening the door to a new concept or idea. You know, that for me in my career and so forth, that was a launching pad. Um, and just you know, just working with Ethan and, and Lena, like honestly, you, you know, they were just they were amazing on set. You know. Love Ethan Hawke. Yeah, he's really getting into horror, isn't he? In um, uh, not Insidious. I always Sinister. say Insidious. Sinister. Sinister. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like our new. That's a messed up movie. That's a messed up that's movie. That's really. That's a messed and up. And I don't know if you watch Stranger Things, but his daughter is killing it. Season three. Wait, who, Stranger Things. His daughter is the, the girl who works in the um the ice cream um, shop. Yeah. Holy. That's him, his daughter with um, Uma Thurman. Okay, so let's. You see it now? So let's, yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, Stranger Things is blowing my mind this season. And she is. She's so good. She's phenomenal. She's so good. And um, he wrote a message about her on Instagram. Like, she studied. She's went to what? Yeah, she was doing. But look at her dad. I know. But that's the thing. Everyone likes to throw that at her. Oh, it's just her dad. Nepotism. I'm like, no, no. No, She's a studied actor. No, what I say, look at had had her dad in a from a personal aspect and knowing how involved he is right. with his job. Yeah. yeah. He's an actor's actor. He wanted to make sure, you know, I was feeling like I was giving my profess my best performance as well as, you know, he was giving his. Oh. Um it, you know he was stunning and talked to you. You know, and that was that was the greatest thing about him because you really understood where he came from as an artist and where he wanted to go, you know, 
you know, he still has his his dreams and aspirations and things he wants to, you, you know, yes. um, and and to know that that's his daughter. I mean, it it makes sense. So. She's brilliant. If you guys haven't watched Stranger Things season three, yeah, she is sensational. She's, She's one of the best parts of that season. Yeah, she is. And I cannot wait to see what else she does because yeah. she just makes me so excited. Oh, this is her launching pad. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I just feel I, like has, has she done things prior to this? I'm, I don't want to say. According ignorant. to Ethan, a lot of school plays. A lot of school plays. Okay. <laughs> but I, I missed that. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, just watching her, she is so na- like, and she looks just like her mom and dad, like yeah. a split image. Well, now of both that you say them. it, I'm like, okay, yeah. Good. I'm like, oh, there's Uma. Oh no, that's Ethan. Yeah. Um, she's brilliant, and Ethan's brilliant. He's been a heartthrob for like 20 years. Of course, <laughs> he's always, of I used course. posters of Ethan, <laughs> <laughs> and he still looks good. So. <laughs> Will forever. Be Will forever. He's a very handsome man. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for chiming in. <laughs> now, Kristen is a huge fan of Purge Two. Two, yeah. That's a I like that one too because it. We, to the street. Yeah, we opened up the world a little bit in that one. Um, what was that? You shot in downtown LA, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. I, I actually had like a little cameo in that one. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they shot pretty much downtown LA, and um, you know, once again, like I said, they they opened up the world, which kind of makes it uh, slightly more intense because now anybody is truly at, at yeah. risk, and anybody can be a victim of of this this. Um, this new law <laughs> that was uh, implemented here. So, um, it, it, you know, it it changed things in a way that, you know, made it more accessible and, and made everybody a target. And at the end of the day, you know, as your store owner, as your, you know, furniture owner, as your coffee shop owner, um, you realize that your, your safety wasn't, in your hands anymore like yeah. your, your safety was truly <laughs> in the hands of those who were pretty much out there to kill you and i really like it because you think oh we're in our apartment we're safe we're staying inside and then it's like nah the government's yeah, like we're gonna blow nah, this wall we'll down and we'll come in <laughs> yeah because they need people to participate they need people to so, participate like the kool-aid man but, yeah. <laughs> well yeah exactly you know and, and it also you know puts into play that 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 power structure you know, the and ri- the poor people, the rich can pay for exactly. This. The rich pays for the it for entertainment. Can pay for whatever they people. want. They yeah. can get away from crimes. They can, you know, it's it's that was the craziest thing I think about the second one. It's just that when that revelation came to came to fruition, you yeah, were just the like, the father giving up his life, life to pay yeah, for his daughter. His daughter, like, like really. What? I guess. I mean, I would do it though if it meant that my family got to survive. Of course. Like, All right. I'll let of some white course. People but it, like that's that's what the those empowers do to to the lesser. Like they just back them into a corner. You yeah. Know, to 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 a point where they break them and they can't say no anymore. Yeah. And um, you know that that power structure is being put into play as we speak. Yes. And it is detrimental to our livelihood. Yeah. Especially now, as we're recording this, guys, there's um there's going to be ice raids this Sunday. And it, it I couldn't help but thinking, like, Dad, this is the purge. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're literally having ice go to people's homes, homes and, and take people. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Brown people. Let's make that very yeah, clear. Yeah. Um, so I was like, God, this is everything we watched in the series, I was like, this is a little close. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, getting I mean, a little there. Like I said, art imitates life. And, yep. and, and it's the same on the first side. Um, and, 
you know, from the beginning, uh, you know, in, in every interview I've had, I've said the same thing. This is going to happen. It's it probably won't happen in, in this way, but it's going to happen. Well, that brings up a good question. If it would you participate in a purge? You mean like as one of the people wilding out, killing people? No, I mean the purge is anything is legal, right? Except for like nukes and shit. So like you could steal, you could do other things. I would honestly, I'd be more worried about just like keeping my head down and keeping myself safe. Yeah, I'm I'm staying inside. Yeah, like, I might, if I see an iPhone or something that I can flip on the internet, I mean I'm not I'm, I'm gonna take it, but my, <laughs> my, I mean I'm from Philly, y'all. Survival instincts. Survival instincts. Um, but at the same time, that's just, you know, my headspace would just be making sure that me and my loved ones are good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'd be out in this. I'm not a fight. Like, I, I talk a lot of shit, but I can't fight. So I'm not going to be out in the streets. But like you said, the bank's open. <laughs> someone, already, someone already did the work and all I had to do is like, <laughs> I mean, they said it's legal. Just, you're just strolling by the bank. If I'm just strolling by, if I'm getting out, getting some milk, yeah. I can't help if this van fell in my purse. Right. <laughs> Gotcha. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But I, yeah, but I like to I'd like to think that, but what I love about the third one especially is just like, yeah, we all like to think that we're good people and that we wouldn't do this and that. And then when it comes down to protecting our family, it's like like Ethan Hawk in the first yeah. one. Like, yeah, I guess I gotta purge because yeah. you guys are coming after my family. Exactly. Yeah. I'm exactly. not doing it for the ways that you are doing it, which is like to release your beast and yeah. all this. I'm just trying to protect yeah. mine and I know I can do it without going to jail. Well, I mean yeah. it becomes a you know, fight or flight thing. Fight or flight. You know, and some people just get like tired of running. Yeah. And I, what is it the second one? Yeah, the second one where it's that guy uh, at the very end of the movie who's kind of like a Terminator type goes to the house of the man who killed his oh, son. Oh, yeah, yeah, Frank Grillo. Yeah, yeah. And he goes to the house. Because yeah. he's like, this is my only, this is it's, my chance. This is his chance. And exactly. I don't blame him. I was like, can't blame you. I mean, I, listen, I, I think anybody who loses someone to, you know, a tragedy uh, such as that, your first thought is like, I, I want to go kill that person. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you have the free range to go and, and, and do that, then you're going to take every opportunity to do that. But there's more power in not pulling that trigger. And he didn't. And that was really strong arc for him because in the beginning when we met him it was like now nah, I got a plan y'all can come if you want yeah. but this is where I'm gonna go yeah. and if he had taken that shot who's to say it during the next purge the guy that he killed that his family or whatever wouldn't come yeah out. it's just yeah, blood exactly. and blood and blood yeah, it's that's a, it it's a secular system like it's gonna it's gonna keep going but that's what the government going. wants right yeah. <laughs> yeah. why because <laughs> it keeps people paid right and the wrong people paid the wrong people paid and have you, have you been invited to the TV show uh, no, no, I haven't. I haven't. I, my my reign with the purge is is done. I've uh, at that point I moved on to my own show. Okay. Um, and uh, you know I I've just moved on to some 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 different things. Right well, now. yeah. Tell us what you're up to now. Uh, I mean, right now I'm waiting to hear if my pilot is getting picked up. We got a couple more days. Um, but I, I, I that's gotta, right. You are a writer too. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, not my personal pilot. No, oh, okay. I, I a, a pilot I shot for ABC called Triangle. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I wish it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, I wrote a, a, I wrote, 
actually a series uh, myself and you know we're in the process of trying to get that pitched and all that madness along with a couple of features but um yeah just uh, i'm branching out you know in investments in some some businesses that have nothing to do with entertainment you yeah know, there you uh, go you know trying to get my hands on as many charities as i can and you know yeah. try to try to do the humanitarian thing as far as uh, this industry is concerned because uh you know we, we we need some we need a lot more voices out there right now uh spreading better messages um but yeah besides that just uh you know living my my, my day-to-day life <laughs> you know enjoying enjoying life my my brother he's he's a huge success right now and if you guys don't know him his name is aldis hodge and uh this shoot later this year he's, he's gonna be everywhere so um wait what yeah. is he doing right now well right now you can catch him on uh city city on the hill it's uh it's on showtime he plays uh de Corsi. um is this your older or younger a, brother younger brother yeah he's uh he starts alongside with kevin bacon uh, but he has two phenomenal movies coming out later on this year called brian banks and uh another one called clemency and um, I'm hoping either one of those uh, grants him like a an Oscar nod because Ooh, that, that we're boy, talking that, Oscar. That, that boy killed it, especially he, he killed it. Like I, that's, that's oh y'all out here. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, we we're not. Is it just two Hodge boys? Uh, there's two Hodge boys, and we got a little little sister. She's uh. Is she want to act? Uh, she did uh, early on in 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 uh, her life, but now she's um she's a photographer. She um she's God, what does she do i can't remember her title but she she works in a private vault and, and takes pictures of diamonds and stuff like that uh. yeah <laughs> yeah she does what? yeah yeah she's... this is how oceans eight happens <laughs> right i'm already planning yeah. it in my head now oh, she yeah. if there's a perch i'm going to her yeah, yeah. exactly girl guess let's get these diamonds yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then uh my mother she's she's just been a staple in our career um she must be so damn proud. We're proud. You, you know, she she's been through a lot and she's uh she's raised three kids on her own. Right. And, to finally know. see all that struggle come to like some settlement. Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, it, it, it's always going to be a struggle here and there. Right. Um but you know, we've gotten to a place where we're we're content but we're still pushing forward and still trying to grow and right. you know we're, but to just know your kids are secure yeah that's yeah. got to be like the best comfort i'm not a parent but i think about my mom mm-hmm. and the way she talks about me mm-hmm. and she's like just knowing that you are okay is yeah. like the best comfort that's in all the world. they need to know that's all they need to that's, know that's all they need to know like as long as you're not in jail or you ain't not in jail there, <laughs> you know being some crazy person um you know that's the, that's all they want for their children it's just well, some some parents just to have the best life and and carry forward. So, um, and you said you're a father. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a father. Yeah. No. Oh, I thought. No. I'm sorry. I thought you. I no, thought no. you mentioned that you were a father. No, 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 no. 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 as a father. I, as from, a father. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 okay. No, not, no. Uh, just a couple more years, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> you, you know, I'm I'm just about to hit a year with my girlfriend now. So Ooh, congratulations. Um, yeah. So. Um, you know, hopefully we'll talk about all that later. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to. I just, I just thought. You got time. You yeah. got time. Yo, you got time. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I got time. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been, it's, it's, it's been cool. Like the Hodge family, like I said, we, we put 30 plus years into this industry. And uh, we finally are getting to a point now in our career where we yeah. are able to 
make solid decisions and, and navigate the things that we actually want to do in our career. So um, it's a long time coming, but you know, I think it's, it's well-deserved because, yes. you know, we've, we've put in the time. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you did. You yeah. put in the time. So. Claim it. It's yours. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to, this has been great, Edwin. Thank you so thank much. You. We're going to wrap this up. I will say um, we had the final draft rep here. This is not an ad, by the way. I'm not getting paid. I'm just a huge fan of this program. We had the final yeah, draft likewise. rep here, and he get, he hooked Edwin up yes, with indeed. a program. <laughs> final draft 11 is now out, you guys, and available. They do have discounts for people who are making transition over say like chris is not on final draft she's i'm open-minded she's open-minded there's a discount for people if you're coming over from the other programs which i'm not going to mention because we're not going to throw shade at them um but they've really got a really cool my favorite feature is the collaboration feature yeah so if you're co-writing with someone you can do live collaboration no more like dropboxing it and opening it up and be bored and the, and the beat board is really awesome. Yeah. So um, please check out Final Draft 11 um, if you if you need an upgrade. But Edwin, we're so happy to have you here. You. We loved learning more about you and the Purge and uh, rooting for your whole family. Look, the Oscars come up. I'm going to be like, he spoke it. Yeah. He said it's yeah. happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, we are manifesting what we want in Let's 2019 in these streets. Yes. Okay? Yes. yes. Okay, you guys. So that's going to do it for us with the purge yeah. thank you so much thank for you. coming thank you so My much pleasure. and uh we'll catch you guys next time yeah bye afro horror is edited by pj vernetti with logo design by jaron hemphill all episodes were recorded at envision media space in burbank california you can find us on twitter at afro horror pod as well as on instagram and facebook under at afro horror make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review also, check out our website, www.afrahorror.com, for show notes and extra features. No copyright infringement was intended while recording this show.